Happy Thursday, everybody. It is another week of Buccaneer Insider. Welcome in Killian McClatchy and Nicholas Case, your hosts as usual every single week. And we were just talking. It's been about a month that we've been doing this now, Nick. It's kind of flown by so far. Yeah, and I like you pointing out that it's Thursday because I'm sure for some people watching this, that is the barometer of like what day of the week it is. Which is it's clutch, man. It's clutch. Good thinking. I, I got to help out. Trust me. I've been in plenty of situations where I've lost track of the days of the week. So anything that I can do to help out. It is Thursday. We promise you that. It's, it's not another day. But no. we do have a good show lined up for you this week. We got a lot, pretty fun one, actually. We got a, a great conversation with the CSU head coach for the men's golf team, Jason Payne. Jason's just, just always a ton of fun to talk to. And, you know, you'd be surprised at how little golf he's actually played. He's a, he's a character. He's one of those where you really enjoy running into him in the hallway because you don't know what he's going to say, what's going to come out of his mouth. And it's, he's, he's fun to be around. And he, he gave me like four sleeves of CSU branded golf balls like a year ago. And I cherish those things. I'm never going to use them because I'm going to lose them. And I don't want to lose them. I'm a terrible golfer. I'm going to lose them within one round. Well, he did offer to take his golfing, so you might have to bust at least one of them out there. You know, take the, take this ceremonial picture with it. That's true. Yeah, uh, you got to stay tuned for the interview to find out where he's treating us to golf. It's on record. That's true. It is on record. It is. So we've got that, and then also coming up later on, we have a former CSU cheerleader and recent CSU graduate, Alexis Baldwin. It was it was great getting to talk to her and kind of get the student's perspective, really as going into this next phase of life and graduating in this time. Yeah, she's going into nursing at a time where something like that is is needed as much as possible. And, you know, unlike any other time we've seen, it's at a time that's that's unique. Usually it's, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to deal with in terms of trauma, but this is something entirely different. And she's going into nursing at a time when uh, it's, it's, it's a little strange. So it was really good to, to talk to her and get her perspective on things. And get her perspective, and she's been very positive about it. Just that's what something I took away from our conversation. Just very upbeat, very positive, and you know, it's it's that next step. And uh, I think she's looking forward to it. Uh, but we can't forget. We got to thank our presenting sponsor, East Bay Deli. Don't forget they are open. You can go pick up takeout. You can order it, and uh, you know they've been a great help in getting this going for us. So, got to thank East Bay Deli. But without further ado, we'll quit talking. We'll actually bring in our first guest. It's the head coach for the men's golf team, Jason Payne. Welcome, everybody. We've got our first interview here of a new week of Buccaneer Insider. And joining us is the head coach for the men's golf team, Jason Payne. And welcome in. Uh, we were mentioning before we went on, I think you're the only one here that doesn't need a haircut out of the three of us. You're right. You know, this uh, things haven't changed for me in that standpoint. You know, so I've started a barbershop here on the front porch. So when you guys need to uh, look just like me come on over and I'll give you uh, what I call a little off the top I've tried that um it made for a really good pitbull co uh, costume for Halloween but that's as far as it went that's as far as it's gonna go hey I'm a pitbull fan I'll, I'll send you a picture you'll appreciate it <laughs> oh well we'll get started well we kind of been asking everybody uh what have you been up to these last you know two months or so yeah it seems like you know now it you know, early on, it seemed like all the days kind of blended together. Now, uh, it kind of feels like maybe some of them have flown by. But um, for us, kind of the usual, you know, we were already homeschooling our two oldest kids. And so I've been around uh, for some extended days now, kind of helping get involved in that. 
and uh, still keeping up with, you know, the guys on our team, with them finishing the semester now that we've just got through finals and, and got those grades in. Um, obviously, you, you know, we missed out on, on the end of some season, so that kind of got cut short as, as, as we're all very familiar with. But um, blessed to be hanging a lot with the family and spending some time with them and the boys. We haven't been to the golf course, but we've played a lot of kind of makeshift golf around the neighborhood with some little plastic balls, and, and we have a golf cart, so we're able to cruise that around and kind of make our own golf course up through parts of the neighborhoods. So we've enjoyed enjoyed that, but uh, staying busy, but most part, it's been blessed to to use these days to spend with the family. And, you know, with, with golf, since we run from really the first day of school to last day of school, our season is so long, we really never have an off season. So talking to some other coaches, we've all kind of been like, hey, this is what some other coaches get to do is experience, um, you, you know, what's what's referred to as an off season where we're not always on the road, you know, competing and recruiting. Well, you kind of answered one question, so I'm going to reframe it. I was going to ask how many rounds you've played during this time, but how many rounds have you missed out on as a result from the, all this? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I really don't play, play get to play a lot of golf um, unless I'm, you know, traveling somewhere to go go play with some folks. It's not like around town on a Saturday, I'm over at the club and, you know, play with my buddies. But, um, you know, I might play a few holes, one or two, three, four holes, you know, a week with some of, some of our guys. I'm usually watching. Um, but uh, so I really haven't missed out on much. I know that uh, I think now that we're kind of, uh, you know, flat the curve, so to speak, I think I've got some golf dates set up around here in Charleston come up over the next few weeks. But for me, I haven't missed out on much golf. Um, maybe just a little bit of practice of hitting balls. So might be a little rusty when I, when I show back up the course. You can, you can come hang out in my backyard. I'll set up my net and we can uh, hit a few. How's that? You know, we did get a net in our backyard for, for our two boys. So got a lot of use out of that. So um, you know, as golf coaches, we're used to staying around watching golf. So that's what I do too with, with the two boys is just stand there and watch them hit balls. So. So is that something kind of typical? You've been around the coaching for, for a pretty long time now and you've made your stops around the South here. Is that something typical that as a coach, I feel like a lot of people would look at it and go, Oh, you get to go coach golf. You get to play golf as much as you want, hang out and watch it here and there. So it's really not the case. Yeah, you know, I think everybody's different, but once you start having a family, you know, it's not like, you know, all your free time you're spending at the golf course, but uh, there is no doubt, you know, you talk to golf coaches all around the country, and that's the big joke is the last thing we end up doing is playing golf. You know, everybody thinks that you know, all we do is out there at the golf course playing, but we're really just watching all the time, watching and watching and helping these guys, you know, practice their games, and, and it is a lot of watching, whether we're you know, at a tournament, you know, it could be a 36 whole day at a tournament where we're competing. So we're watching golf from seven in the morning till seven at night that day, you know, just walking around holes, watching these guys hit shots. So I can't tell you if, how many holes of golf I've watched in my life, but it's, it's way up there in numbers, but that's really what we do. We're always just kind of watching and interacting. And, uh, you know, when we go out to practice every day, we're, we're getting our guys, um, uh, you know, kind of sharpened on their games would be the, you know, the short game or creating little drills for them to do and and uh, always kind of trying to think ahead. It's not just, um, you know, throwing some balls out on, on the tee and telling them to pull their clubs out, hey, everybody go hit five irons. That that doesn't happen. We're, we're always kind of interacting with what they're doing every day. You haven't been able to interact with them during this lockdown as much to kind of see things. What is training and and that sort of thing looked like? Man, you know, Nick, that's a great question because 
we've got guys, um, you know, we have a, a senior on our team who is from Sweden, so he's gone back home to Sweden. We also have players on our team that will be incoming, um, a guy from Denmark who, who played at a junior college the past two years. So we got guys outside the country. we got guys inside the country. we got one player here in Charleston. We've got players at other parts of South Carolina, somebody in Virginia, you know, um, at different parts of the state. Uh, and so somebody up in Massachusetts and, and up there, the golf courses are shut down. I, and they're, I'm hearing they're opening up the middle of this month. So those – some players haven't been able to practice much while others – if they've been down here in South Carolina, um, have been. And so there's a lot of difference. But interacting with them, um, you know, maybe kind of taking a little bit of this break early on and trying to take advantage of it, really focus on classes and, and, you know, focus on what you can control then. But now everybody is itching to get back, get playing. And uh, obviously the tension right now, here we are here in May, is already turning to when we get back on campus in the fall and, and getting ready for the – 2020-21 season. So what does – obviously everything's kind of been derailed for, for this year, but given what we'd be doing right now here on May 12th, what would what, – what point would the golf season kind of be at? What would you be doing? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, right now the, the postseason for golf would, would just be beginning. So uh, hopefully we would be you know, in, in the mix for a, a postseason uh, action. Uh, if not, you know, right now, since, you know, the weather's so good, all these junior tournaments would normally be popping up, and there would be one every day somewhere around the south or really around the country. So you'd really be on the road recruiting, um, you know, every day or every other day, watching guys play and uh, recruiting for the future 2021, 2022, and 2023 graduates, looking at those players and, and evaluating them. And um, in the summer, that's that's what the coaches do. We're always on the road recruiting. and. Right now, um, some coaches are kind of handling some scheduling issues for, for next year. We're fortunate to be down here in the south. There's a lot of tournaments around, and we host one in the fall. But you know, we're scheduled to travel as far away as Madison, Wisconsin, to start the, start the fall and go up to Yale to play in the fall as well. So we're in, in conversations with those coaches, making sure those events are going on, but also talking to other coaches that are interested in bringing their team to our tournament because – Maybe they're not traveling their team to Hawaii at that point in the fall or to the Bahamas. Other tournaments are because other schools are possibly dealing with more restrictive travel rules to maybe they're not going to be allowed to fly their team or take their team um, off the mainland or maybe not more than a thousand miles of campus. So everybody's got kind of different issues they're dealing with and there's still a lot of unknowns. You said you have uh, foreign players, which not a ton of sports on campus have. Tennis, you probably chief among them. How are you dealing with constant communication when it comes to your Swedish players, your Danish players? Yeah, obviously, you know, we use the WhatsApp app. and It's, you know, an easy way kind of to talk to them, just like we're doing here. And um, you can text through that and, and talk voice and video. So using that to talk to those guys um, and staying in contact for the guys that are – for the guy incoming from Denmark is making sure all his international paperwork's filled out to – you know, be a student in college with, you know, and obviously all the CSU paperwork and immunization forms, housing forms, and, and making sure his grades, he just finished this week really at Odessa College in Texas where he was going um, to get those grades finalized and sent over to CSU to our admissions department to get those classes credited in for him to, to come. The bonus thing really for him is he was a senior in year two at a junior college in the 
NJCAA also granted uh, a year of relief to all those players in junior college. So he'll come in to CSU as a sophomore instead of a junior as far as eligibility. So that's really a bonus for us because he was one of the top players in junior college. So we, we can get him for three player, three years going forward instead of two. But that's a good thing for us uh, going forward. So we're fortunate to, to do that, see that happen. What are you kind of looking for when you're recruiting, when you're recruiting kids? I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's a different, it's not necessarily like a basketball or football where you look and you go, oh, hey, that kid's big, he's fast, he's strong. It's, it's a much different game. No doubt. Great question. And, you know, the thing is, we're always looking for just guys who can shoot good scores. And because 71 beats 72 all day long. So we don't care if you're tall, short, fat, skinny, yellow, purple, whatever. We don't care. We just want a guy who's who's going to play well and, and, and beat everybody. So we don't play positions, like you're saying. So you always have the ball. So we're not looking for an offensive lineman or a, or a one guard or a shooting guard. Um, so we're always basically just looking at guys that shoot good scores. And, and really by the time you go to show up to watch them at a tournament, you've already evaluated them because you wouldn't spend your time and money to go watch them at a tournament unless they didn't have – great scores they were ranked so high in their graduating class or so high in their state or country and so by the time you go evaluate them you're looking to make sure they have a good demeanor a good attitude they present themselves well you know they treat their parents well and their fellow playing partners well because you know I can tell you if they don't treat mom and dad well I promise you're probably not going to treat me real well so that's something that I always kind of look at too. Going away from student athletes for a second personally I know you don't play a ton. Your favorite course in the area. And obviously it's the ocean course down at Kiowa. You know, we, do, <laughs> you know. we get to take the team down there quite a bit and, uh, and play that. All the courses down at Kiowa are great. Turtle Point's great. Um, and go down to Oak Point a lot at Kiowa as well. But uh, it's, it's always fun to get out there to the ocean course. And uh, they had pro Steven Younger out there. He's a great guy. And uh, always makes a course available to our guys. So we get to go out there and play quite a bit and qualify. And uh, obviously, being such a tough course, it's a great way to test our guys because you go out there, and um, if it's a little bit, little bit windy on campus, by the time you get out the ocean course, it's like 30, 40 mile an hour, 50 mile an hour winds, and it's just a different world. It makes it so tough out there. I still remember about two years ago, I think, before Florence shut everything down, you guys had a tournament going on at the ocean course, and I had students. We were out there filming. I had students come up to me, "Hey, have you heard anything? Heard anything?" And one of the students from, I don't think it was Campbell, maybe in like Georgia Southern or something goes, I'm going to be really mad if I'm only allowed to play one round at the ocean course because of this hurricane. I'm like, you get to play one round at the ocean course. You're not paying for it. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you talk about when people go to Kiowa to stay to play, you know, that's a $500 round of golf or, or even more than $500. So to be able to go out there and play, you know, such a treat. And there's really not a lot of venues in college golf where you go have a tournament that are a major championship venue. And obviously with the 2021 PGA coming uh, a year from right now, um, the, the PGA will be played, I think, this week, a year from right now out there. So what a cool thing to be able to play a major championship venue for, for our programs. I'm still looking forward to that round out there that you're treating me towards. So. <laughs> we'll have to make it happen. I was going to say, I mean, you've got – I mean, I know personally I think I have some eligibility left. I don't know about Nick. I mean, if you need somebody that shoots like, uh, you know, high 90s, maybe gets into the hundreds. Well, you know, there's a waiver for everything. So even if your eligibility is out, we can try to, you know, get compliance to file a waiver on that, and then we'll just have to worry about scores after that. So Yeah, we'll pull up the academic side, maybe not the score side. 
I was going to say, I mean, hypothetically, I, I know somebody that, you know, that really their scores would change if, if they could figure out how to not sweep putt. I don't know if you have any advice for, for that person. It's a friend. It's a friend. Yeah, friend. I always said when, whenever I uh, write my golf instruction book, the title of it's going to be called How to Line Up Your Third Putt, you know, because that's something just everybody struggles with. So um, it's just so funny when, uh, when we talk about watching golf, right? I mean, when we're at a tournament, you have five guys playing, and you might see one of your guys hit a shot, you know, a decent shot 15 feet from the hole, and you maybe you're a couple hundred yards from that green, and you say, okay, well, that guy, he's, he's got a putt at birdie. And uh, you might talk to him a whole later and say, how you doing? He said, well, I'm, I'm one over par now. Like, oh, really? What, what happened? He's, I three-putted over there. So it's just crazy, you know, whenever those three-putts come up and bite you, that uh, they always happen at the least – time you expected but man it even gets the best college golfer from time to time i never make it to three putt because after the second i just pick up the ball and say that's a seven let's go put that automatic two putt rule in anytime yeah uh-huh yeah i'm just saying sure it makes things a lot easier i mean getting away from golf a little bit i mean i know that that's kind of what a lot of your life is is revolved around but i mean what do you do outside of golf man you know it's it's never up to me. It's always up to the three kids we got, whatever they're wanting to do, you know. And uh, with uh, the two, our two oldest children are boys. They're really into golf and fishing. So lately, it's been a little bit of fishing. Um, we haven't caught a lot. So obviously, we need to brush up on our fishing skills. But we've been uh, throwing some lines in the water and doing a little bit of fishing. Going on walks every day. Um, the two boys ride their bikes and my wife, Angela, and I will walk and with our uh, daughter, Anna Caroline, who turns five next week. She'll walk with us. Two boys will be riding their bikes. So, you know, doing a walk or two every day and, and walking by those ponds and setting up maybe time later in the day to go fishing. So it's kind of everything gets to be somewhat uh, a little bit routine. Um, only so much you can do, obviously, as you guys well know, when you've kind of been um, stuck near the house. But uh, uh, blessed to just, again, have time time together. Yeah, are they used to having you around yet? Uh, I, I'd assume after a couple months, they're like, all right, dad's here. Can, you can go away now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, obviously during season, you know, I'm always kind of coming and going or, or getting home late, you know, after dinner while dealing with practice. But uh, I think to have, you know, whatever many days we are, 60-something days now that we've been, um, you know, around the house, to have me around straight for that many times without me spending a night away from home is – is somewhat unusual. So, um, I, you know, hey, maybe you need to have have a family on as a guest and one of these insiders, and they can tell you, boy, we're ready for that recruiting restriction to get lifted so now I can get on the road and get recruited and give us a few days away from them. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I think it's been, a, it's been great talking to you. I don't know, Nick, do you have anything else for him? No, man, it's, it was good to see you. We miss uh, the occasional pop into you in the, the hallway kind of a thing. So it's, it's been good to see you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys and appreciate all y'all do for us. And I look forward to popping in and spending more time and making sure we get to go play the Ocean Course soon. It's on, it's on record. It's on record. Hey, I was going to say that I would hope there's room for at least one more in there. Absolutely. More the merrier. Like I said, I'm fine with the practice round or just being able to tee off on one hole to say I played. That's all. The there there you go. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Awesome. Well, appreciate y'all. Thank you, Jason. That's the, uh, the head coach for the men's golf team, Jason Payne. Thanks.
That was the head golf coach for the men's team, Jason Payne. Always a ton of fun talking to him. It's a little unfortunate, you know, it's not catching him in the hallway like we usually do, but still a ton of fun to talk to him and glad to see he's doing well. Yeah, I can only imagine how he's driving his kids and his wife crazy because I, you know, uh, that's he's a character. And, and when you're not used to being with someone, just ask my wife for so long and they're a character. Oh boy, uh, why don't you go away for a while? But uh, no, I, I'm glad he's doing well and I'm glad he's getting to time, spend time with his family and it was really good seeing him. Yeah, it was awesome seeing him and we got that, we got that round of golf. It is on record. It is happening. Iwa, Ocean Course. I don't know where it's going in uh, on my calendar back there, but it's going to get written down on that calendar at some point, and it's going to happen. It will. We'll see. Uh, I think. Uh, I think a good a good aim is is one fifty. I think to shoot shoot below <laughs> that. Uh, what kind of handicap do I get? <laughs> well, as you say, we can discuss that as it gets closer. All right, that works. Yeah, I'll keep hitting some balls into my net in the back backyard and hope for the best. We can play best ball. We'll just have him shoot everything for us. <laughs> yeah. I'll tee off once and be like, all right, I'm done. I've done my best. I'm out of here. There we go. Well, can't forget, thank our presenting sponsor, East Bay Daily, for helping us put this on. And now we're going to move on to our second interview of this week of Buccaneer Insider. It is recent CSU graduate and former CSU cheerleader, Alexis Baldwin. Welcome in. We've got another guest, a recent graduate of CSU and former cheerleader, Alexis Baldwin. Alexis, welcome in. First off, a big congratulations to you. Congrats on uh, finishing up college. Thank you. It definitely uh, took a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll just get right off into it. And I can almost guarantee that the ending to your college life did not go the way that you were expecting. But uh, just, just how was everything leading up to your, your graduation uh, that you had to go through? Um, so it seems like forever since we kind of started the quarantine stuff. Um, but I remember it was it was spring break, and then they told us, you know, we're not going to come back for a week. We're not going to come back for two weeks and stuff. And so our nursing professors gave us um, just some stuff to do in that two-week time. And then it went from, we'll see you guys soon, to we're not going to see you guys for a while. Um, and so the hardest part about that was our clinicals. Um, obviously, clinicals are they're they're hands-on there's no other way to say it. they are hands-on experience um and so I really applaud my professors because they did their best to try and replace that experience for us um especially as seniors this semester the clinicals are so vital to our um like transition from student nurse to like actual nurse um and so they did a fantastic job kind of giving us the best they could um and then cheerleading was pretty much over with for the season. We still had a couple um, practices and clinics and then like the spring game and stuff like that. So I think the hardest part about that for me was that I never knew that the last time in my uniform was the last time in my uniform. Um, I just thought I would have a couple of events like leading up to the last event that I would be able to um, kind of say goodbye, I guess. Um, but it also kind of is like a blessing because now I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I didn't have to be sad and know that that was the last time. So I feel like that, that was good, but, um, you know, I've had a hard time kind of dealing with, um, the disappointment of everything. Cause I mean, that's just, that's just kind of evident. Like everyone was disappointed that things got canceled and it's just, this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. But, um, I found a lot of peace with it just because, you know, I'll obviously remember this year forever. <laughs> um, 
and I'll have a senior year that no one else will have. Um, and I know that if I can get through this with nursing and doing everything online, then, um, you know, starting my career will be a breeze. Uh, the virtual graduation was held this past Saturday. It was a unique experience. And like you said, hopefully nobody else has to deal with it. Uh, what were your thoughts on the whole production? Um, I'm sure you guys um, heard some comments about it. So <laughs> that wasn't, obviously was not what I envisioned at all. Um, I was still, I was still excited because, you know, hearing your name and hearing your degree called, like that is just, that just puts it like set in stone, like you graduated, you're done. And so my biggest thing about the virtual graduation when our names weren't called, it's just, it just didn't feel real. I guess like, I still kind of feel like I'm going to go back like in the fall. Like I know I'm not, I definitely am not. I can't, I can't do another year, but it still just kind of feels like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I had like any closure. And so I know when my degree comes in the mail or whenever I come and like get my degree, like it'll feel real. But for right now I still kind of feel like I'm college. So no, uh, no minor in liberal arts that you're going to come back for or anything. You're just, you're done. <laughs> Katie wants me and me and Sydney so desperately to come back for our master's so we can cheer again. And I'm just like, Hey, you don't understand. Like I'm just getting older and older as the years rolled on. Like, and so I probably, yeah, I'll come back for my master's eventually, but for now, I need a mental break. <laughs> when it's your turn to be the cheer coach, right? Oh, oh I, she also once has talked to me about assistant coaching. I was like, Katie, I, I love you to death. There's just, there's just no time. <laughs> so if, if they did something in December where they rolled in, like uh, the, the winter semester graduates with the summer semester graduates, so you could hear your name called, was that, was that something you'd attend? Um, I've been thinking about that for a while now. It's, it's so back and forth. There's so many pros and cons. Um, and obviously I think the biggest reason for me for walking would to, of course, hear my name be called, but also for my family. Um, I'm the first, um, college graduate, like in my like direct family. So I know that's something that my grandparents all want to see. I know that's something my parents want. Um, but kind of a con to that is that my nursing cohort everyone's kind of dispersing everyone's going to a lot of different states a lot of different hospitals and stuff and i just fear that once december roll, rolls around that everyone's going to be so deep into their careers and stuff that they're not going to want to come back to graduate and i would hate to have to be in a graduation without the people i spent every day with for three years you know what i mean um like it, it would still be special to me and my family but it would just i would hate to like just do it halfway without the people that I know deserve to walk it just as much as I do. Yeah. I, I, whenever, sorry. Whenever I, you know, just hypothetically thinking about that question, put myself in that shoes. It's, it's hard because you graduate and you're hoping to start your career. And like you said, it may not be here. So really it, it does kind of come down to if I'm going to be here, then maybe sure. But you know, my, my, my degree is in, in broadcast. It's different. You guys aren't, we're not going through it like you guys are together. It makes sense that that's another team that you're dealing with basically outside of cheerleading. It really is. I mean, I, you know, spend the hours before nursing with all my cheerleading, like my cheer team. And then when I'm in nursing, I'm with the whole nother team. Like I'm constantly being part of some form of team. Um, and so just to, you know, that would be like, me going to a game like just by myself to cheer like it just it just like isn't the same um and I I would hope that everyone would choose to come back but I know at that point it's 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 about convenience 
So. And so looking back, what kind of led you, what kind of led you to CSU? What kind of drew you there? What kind of got you into cheer and why nursing? Oh man. Um, so <laughs> CSU in general, I actually, my freshman year, um, for the first semester, I actually went to college Charleston. Um, and then I was very unhappy there. Um, I wasn't in nursing. I was in biology for who knows why. Um, and I, cause I thought that was the route that I wanted to go. And I transferred to CSU, um, the second half of my freshman year. So it didn't take me long at all. Um, and I just loved it. I, I can't really explain like the feeling. I just, I felt more at home there than I did at College of Charleston. Um, and so after that, um, I guess next came cheerleading. Um, and so I had, I've cheered my entire life. I've cheered since I was like eight years old. Um, and I've done, you know, high school competitive and stuff. And after high school, I thought I was definitely retired. Um, but when I came to CSU, I, as being a commuter, I was just looking for ways to really get involved. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I love cheerleading. I've always loved cheerleading. And if I had the opportunity, then obviously like I would take it. So I tried out and made it the first year. And that has made the difference in my whole college career. If I hadn't chosen to do cheerleading, I mean, I just, I feel like I just wouldn't have loved the school as much as I do because we're so heavily involved in everything. Um, and I met, I met people that I would have never met because of it. You know, some of my best friends, like they're in different majors than me. So I would have never come in contact with them because we don't take the same classes. And so if it wasn't for cheerleading, like I wouldn't have like these best friends that I have. Um, and then nursing, nursing, I've actually had to answer this question a couple times, like for interviews and stuff, they always ask you like, why nursing? So that's why I was like, oh gosh. Um, but nursing, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, my mom's a nurse, my aunt's a nurse, like all these people I know, like our nurses and stuff, but I don't have any healthcare workers, um, like in my immediate family. So I'm really the first one. And I kind of, Sounds bad, but I kind of chose nursing out of like a strategic move because I knew um, I knew it would challenge me. I knew it was one of the hardest majors. Um, I knew it would, you know, get me into a great career after college, after graduation. I knew that I would be almost guaranteed a job um, because they always need nurses. And I just knew it was something that I would like to do. And so my passion for nursing didn't develop until I was actually in the program. Um, it kind of went from being a logical um, decision to being, wow, this is exactly where I was meant to be. So um, I don't know. It was, it's just weird how everything like kind of works out, you know, <laughs> you you're local, right? Um, Goose Creek. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. I'm so I went to Fort Dorchester. This was a couple years before you went to high school. Um, <laughs> I didn't know much about CSU just down the road at Fort Dorchester. What did you know about CSU being even closer in Goose Creek? Um, so I went to Stratford. Stratford, yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, and I, there's kind of a stigma around CSU, I think, for a lot of people who are from here. Um, you know, a lot of people that go to, like, the bigger colleges, like USC and Clemson and stuff, they like to hate on the people that will stay, stay in the hometown and go to CSU or whatever, um, because that's just, you know, every, every different place in the state has that, you know, like everyone from your high school will go to a certain college because that's the one in the area. And that's kind of what CSU is to like the Goose Creek area. Um, it's Trident Tech for me. 
Right. (laughs) And so when I was in high school, I think all I really knew about CSU was that it was down the road. I passed it all the time. Um, And I knew that I had um, some friends whose parents worked as professors or faculty members and stuff at CSU. Um, And then when I decided to transfer, I had a couple of friends from like really close friends from my high school that were there. And so I transferred there because it was close to home. I had some mutual friends there and it had nursing. And so it had all the things that like I wanted to do. And so again, kind of the same thing, like it was a strategic move. It was a very logical decision for me to go there. And then I kind of fell in love with it as I got deeper into it. Um, Let's say there's somebody in your position that's in Goose Creek at Stratford, at Somerville, Ashley Ridge, something like that, that is considering CSU, but doesn't know much about it. What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them that this little Christian campus, um, is the the best thing about CSU is that I could walk a couple feet. I could walk into a building and I would know at least 10 plus people there. You will never walk around that campus and not know anyone. And you will never walk around that campus feeling like you were just a number or you were just a statistic. Um, and that's, like my favorite thing about CSU, um, when I was in nursing, well, that was weird to say, was in nursing. Um, when I was in nursing is that my professors, my professors know me by name. They don't know me by my test scores. They don't know me by like my emails that I sent them. Like I have my professor's numbers and if I needed them for anything, I know that I could call them in a heartbeat or I could text them in a heartbeat and they would have whatever it is that I needed. Um, you know, I've had a unique experience doing um, nursing and cheerleading where I've had many of my professors come to football games, to basketball games, and they bring their families. And I just get to see that other side of them that I don't get to see in the classroom. And I just don't, I I would never be able to have that experience if I went to like a huge school. I would just feel like I was, you know, going for attendance or I was just going to get a test score. Um, But with CSU, like these professors and like the relationships I've developed with I mean, everyone on campus, like, I, I know I'll have that forever, and I know that I can go back and feel welcomed. So looking forward a little bit and getting into into nursing in that field on a time like this is, is definitely interesting. I mean, what yeah. did, is that something that over these last couple of months, is that something you mentioned that you had your clinicals has been working towards how to handle uh, you know, COVID and being around like that, was that brought up at all? Or is it very, you know, kind of still to the basics? Um, the thing is, is like, whenever COVID kind of came about, a lot of like me and my nursing friends, like, we were just like, okay, you know, it's, it's another virus. What's the big deal? Like, we're still gonna do, we're still gonna perform the same, like the same amount of care at the same level of standard as we would have before. And so, for me, like, it hasn't really affected me because I have, like, those fundamentals, like, instilled in my brain um, of, you know, like, good hand washing and infection control and stuff like that. So, when all these people were, like, freaking out and, like, doing all these things all of a sudden, I'm like, I've been doing this the whole time. What have y'all been doing? Like, and so, um, going into a career with COVID, um, that's definitely changed some things. Um, Right now, the hospitals are really in a, in a tight spot, I guess you would say with, um, being able to hire new grads just because they don't have the means to, um, 
And so a lot of me and my cohort are like freaking out, thinking that it's us that they don't want. And it's not the case at all. Obviously they're just in a situation where their hands are tied and it's not anything they can do. It's just kind of the sources that they were um, allotted. And um, so, you know, we're taking things one step at a time. A lot of us, all of us um, have to take NCLEX next, which is the test to get our um, nursing license. And so that's kind of our, um, that's kind of our goal for now. And then, we'll worry about the jobs and everything later because we know that right now there's nothing we can do about it. And it's not anything that we've done or anything that hospitals can do. It's just kind of like a waiting game. And I think that's the hardest part. Uh, a little brighter of a subject. Um, you were on in cheerleading for the bulk of your time. What is mm -hmm. your favorite memory, if anything sticks out of that time? Oh, um, yes, it does actually, because I have been asked this before. Um, so my favorite memory, Okay, so I have two actually. One of my favorite memories is from my very first year cheerleading um, when we won the Big South Championship for football. Um, that was a fantastic time. I know, um, like it was, it, it was just, it really was like an era, like during football. That was just, it was just great to be a part of and great to um, go to all the football games. Um, and so that's kind of like, I guess, like a superficial, like fun memory. But like a deeper one um, is from this past year uh, at the USC game. Um, not not the greatest score of a game, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, my brother, um, he is in the USC marching band. And so we, whenever we went up there, um, we got to take a picture, which was really cool. But one of my favorite memories that sticks out, and my mom loves this story, is that whenever um, we ran, or I was leading with um, the flags, and I was running out onto the field, and as I was running, I passed my brother as he was like coming off the field for like marching band. And so it was just like, it was just like a surreal experience for both of us to like be on the field at the same time with like all these people watching. Like it was just a really cool experience that I'll, I really will never forget. I was on the field for that. How did you find him? Cause there were a lot of people out there. I, that's what my mom said. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was just running and I looked up and he looked at me and he said, Hey Lex. And I said, what? <laughs> And I just looked and I knew it was him. I mean, they all looked the same, but I just looked at him because they were walking off and they weren't playing. And so he was paying attention. And I looked up and I was like, hey. <laughs> it, it, was so, it was so crazy. Uh, and something, and what's it kind of like for you? I mean, you being being a part of the cheer team, you're really an extension of just, just all the athletic teams. It's not necessarily like you guys are just the tier team, but you guys are there for football games. You're there for basketball. What's it like to just kind of, to be kind of that all encompassing, you know, just group at, at everything. Right. And that's really what it is, is we are everywhere. Um, and that's kind of why I loved it is because we were at all of these events and I've, I've met people because they see my face everywhere. Um, and so I don't know. It was just, it just always like when you're in high school and you do cheerleading, um, like a lot of it is for the competitive nature and CSU is obviously getting, um, towards that. But, um, for now, most of what we do is, um, what I would consider like, we are basically the faces of CSU. You know, a lot of the stuff we do is used for marketing and a lot of, um, like we'll go to a lot of, um, like appearances and stuff. And we, physically represent CSU like we wear the name on the chest and you know a lot of like like the other players and stuff like on basketball and football they obviously represent um while they play the game and for us it for me it feels different because I feel like 
I am always representing CSU as a cheerleader, no matter where I like walk around, no matter like if I'm on campus or not, I always feel like I am the face of that university. And so it just holds me to a higher standard, which is really cool. Um, but as far as being like a part of all the teams, um, I guess that's a really like cool way to look at it. I never thought of it as like, we were all like kind of extensions of the team. Um, but because of that, like, I feel like we've developed really good relationships with like the football team and the basketball team or like the football coaches and the basketball coaches and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously like Katie is married to Colton. And so obviously the football coach, the um, basketball coaches love us because they have to. Um, but I just feel like we have that extra support from them. And so like, um, coach Denson, like I, you know, haven't had a whole lot of conversation with him, but he has come up to us many times and has said, you know, thank you for being here and you guys are doing a great job. And even though that's just like something little, it just, it feels nice to have that support from the other athletic staff. Well, as our athletic director says, it is all about the little things. It, he loves the little things. <laughs> he certainly does. Well, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I've got everything asked. Nick, you have anything else for us? I think this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. I can talk forever. If you need anything, I will talk forever. <laughs> Great. If we run out of guests, we'll come back to you and just see what comes <laughs> <Absolutely>. up. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we want to wish a congratulations to you on graduating this past weekend, or I guess it was the week previous, but either way, still, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you for coming on uh, and just being a great representative of Charleston Southern University. And yeah, good luck with everything going forward and uh, good luck with your exams. I can tell you that I personally would not pass them. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, um, it's crazy that I've graduated, but like I'm still studying. It, it feels like, maybe that's why I feel like I'm not done is because I'm still studying every day. <laughs> I'm out. Um, nope. 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 I've done my time. I'm, go I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, Alexis. Do yeah, thank y'all so much for having me. That was Alexis Baldwin, a CSU graduate now and former CSU cheerleader. It was great getting to talk to her and really, you know, these, these uncertain times, I think everybody's been hearing that so often, but I think even more so for her, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be stressful, but I think she's handling it really well. Yeah. And you know, all that's temporary. Uh, eventually hospitals and, and places like that will get back to normal. Um, that's one thing assured and, and, and she'll find a place. So it, uh, until then it's just a waiting game and it's not easy, but I, I think she, like you said, she's handling it well. And I thought, you know, as a local person that experienced the same thing, her words about CSU are great because I really, I, I, I went to high school 15 minutes, 20 minutes down the road from CSU. I had no idea what it was and she experienced the same thing. So I think it's great for any local student to hear that sort of a message, to hear how great this place is, because until I started working here, I wouldn't have known it. So it's, it's really cool to get another person locally with that perspective of this school to tell other people, look, this place is great. USC's fun. Clemson's great. Winthrop's fine. But there's a great place right here. Because I didn't know. She didn't know. And then we both experienced it. And, and it's great to be able to spread that message. Yeah, it's, CSU really is a special place, and especially somebody like myself coming from one of the largest universities in the country, Arizona State, it, it definitely is. It's, it's a bit of a change, but it is. It's a phenomenal place, and I think there are a lot of high school students that, that really, they don't really know about it just yet, and, and hopefully they can get to know more about it, but yeah, it's, it's a great school.
We're not just saying that. It's it's legit. It's legit, folks. It is. It is. It's not. A, you can cover up cover up the logo on our chest. It is. It is a great place for great people. And yeah. So, well, I think the biggest thing is, is it was another great week. It was two great guests that we got to join in. Uh, glad to be able to see your smiling face again, Nick. It was a. Uh, another good week of Buccaneer Insider. Yeah, it was nice to see you took down your Capitals banner too, so that wasn't staring me in the face. Go back last week and watch, right behind his shoulder, you'll see it. But no, it was good to see you too, man, and uh, looking forward to next week, and we haven't had a bad guest yet, so no pressure on whoever comes next, but uh, we're four for four. Well, eight eight for eight. Eight for eight, yeah. Nine for nine, I guess, since we had the, no, ten for, I'm not good at math, whatever. We're not math. I'm bringing it down. We're into broadcasting. We're not good at math. That's yeah, that's I why know. we're doing what we're doing. Exactly. Either way, look, don't forget the capital stuff. I will continue to pepper it in there. You got your penguin stuff everywhere. I got to be able to to counteract it a little bit. Anyway, East Bay Deli. Thanks, East Bay Deli, for being our sponsor. <laughs> Open for carryout. Yes, thanks, East Bay Deli. Thank you all for watching, and we want to wish a huge congratulations to all of the graduates of the 2020 class. We know that it is stressful times, but You've made it. This is temporary, and good luck going forward. Thank you all for watching with us this week. We'll see you all next week on Buccaneer Insider.